The Automotive News Europe podcast is brought to you by Hyundai Motor Europe, one of the leading providers of electrified mobility solutions in Europe. From hybrid and battery electric to fuel cell vehicles, Hyundai is paving the way to make environmentally friendly mobility available to all. Hello and welcome to the Automotive News Europe podcast for March 25th, 2021. I'm Doug Bolduck, Managing Editor of a Really happy you could join us today. Peter Horbury has worked on countless projects during his 40-plus years as a car designer, ranging from doing the grill, headlights, and the bumpers on the Chrysler Simca Horizon, which he proudly remembers was the 1979 European Car of the Year, to creating, from scratch, the look and feel of Volvo and Geely subsidiary Lincoln Co.'s entire lineup. Horbury, who has been Executive Vice President of Design at Geely Auto since 2011, has also held top jobs with Volvo and Ford's disbanded Premier Automotive Group. He recently spoke with me about changes his craft have undergone during his decades of service. He also discussed how he is mentoring the next generation of car stylists, and he cheered on the promotions of fellow designers Thomas Engelhoff, who is now CEO at Polestar, and Jerry McGovern, who was recently added to the management board at Jaguar Land Rover. In addition, he provided a very interesting take on the current state of design, saying that the ugly stick is being used in certain parts of the world. We'll let him explain. Welcome, Peter. Thanks so much for being here. It's an absolute pleasure to have you on the Automotive News Europe podcast today. Oh, it's a pleasure to be here. Thanks. I'd like to get started with a question about you have been in the automotive industry as a car designer for more than 40 years. Could you tell us about the biggest changes from a positive and a negative perspective that you've seen to the craft during your four decades? Well, there's been a huge change in the methods uh, to, to get to the end results. Um, I remember in my first days in the Chrysler studio in Whitley in Coventry, um, where draftsmen were lying across huge drafting tables and drawing every section. Apart from that, the, the actual uh, the way of getting into design, um, it's when I started, it was more or less as it is today, going to an art school, design college, um, and then starting off uh, doing the door handles. And uh, My first job was the, the grill and the headlamps and the bumpers of the Chrysler Horizon. And uh, I, was, uh, I was given the responsibility of designing that bit, because you never got to do a full car until you're you know, much older. Um, yeah, but it's, it's developed uh, hugely over time. Um, the, the, uh, the work, the type of work, the, the, the advent of computers and it made an enormous difference. And today we're using tools which uh, were only dreamt of not too long ago, in fact. How much time do you spend today mentoring next generation designers and how much time do you spend actually doing designs yourself? I think uh, as soon as you become the head of the design department, 
uh, you start to be a mentor. In fact, before that, when each level of experience and some management levels, part of their responsibility is helping younger, less experienced people to gain that experience. And in fact, to, to guide them, because we have lots and lots of young designers who've got so many ideas, fantastic ideas, many of which are impossible. But if as a manager uh, at the next level, you can spot the good one, the potential, and then help that young designer show him how to get that into a more producible form without losing any excitement or any creativity, uh, you started to mentor straight away. It's the lifeblood of any company is to have new people, young people especially, who are full of ideas and don't know they're impossible. I mean, that's the critical thing. It, it, we, we get, as the older we get, we get to realize that you can't do that. We know a thousand reasons why not, um, but the young designer doesn't know that. So you, you let that creativity flourish and get people with more confidence and more experience. Um, when it comes to my own inputs, um, they get probably less and less regular because as you get up in the organization, you've got more and more projects. Your successor at Volvo, Thomas Ingelow, he's now CEO at Polestar. Car designers are underrepresented at the top of most auto companies. Can you tell us why is that? And can Thomas Ingelow help blaze a path for others to follow? I think... He's, uh, he's taken on a great job, a, a massive job, but I really admire that he's done this. Um, it's been tried before um, to varying degrees of success. Sometimes I think the designer has got a bit fed up with all the rest of the stuff they have to deal with. But I think uh, Thomas is doing a great job and taking on a complete new brand and bringing that to market. I don't know if I could have ever done that. Um, because I'm so steeped in the design area. But um, it'll be interesting to see. I wish him well. Jerry McGovern is now on the main board of Jaguar Land Rover, and I think he will do a fantastic job in maintaining a balance um, between the commercial side, the financial side, and the creative side. Uh, because his voice will hold a lot of authority in that company now as a board member. Is a new or different mindset needed in order to design an electric car and or an autonomous vehicle? Uh, two completely different reasons, I think, why those two things will have a, a strong effect. The electric car is, is a great opportunity, I think, and I'm pleased to see some companies really grasping that opportunity. There is no longer this great lump of an engine out front. You look at the Lucid Motors and the Faraday Future and our own Zero One, the car we presented quite recently in Beijing, uh, we're taking advantage of that lack of engine to move the, the upper part of the car forward. And I think that recreates that, that movement towards this modern profile of the modern day automobile. When it comes to autonomous, um, who knows how far we'll be able to go when it comes to sitting in the front of the car facing rear So it, it'll have an effect, but it, it won't be a free-for-all. It won't be a clean sheet of paper entirely. 
What's striking to me is how much an autonomous car, some of the early generations, look exactly like a stagecoach. <laughs> yeah, I, um, I wonder myself, if, if they're talking pure autonomy, then I suppose eventually you will be able to forego some of those. Like the simple thing, like an angle of vision from the driver's eye point, upwards through the windscreen top, and downwards over the hood, normal requirements for normal cars, um, they've been sort of thrown out with this sort of uh, almost push me, pull you um, capsule. Um, I'm sure that these capsules will be become part of the uh, automotive scene, but uh, I think they'll be of li in limited uh, use for, um, for some time. We'll hear more from Geely Executive Vice President of Design, Peter Horbury, after this message. Hyundai Motor is one of the leading providers of electrified mobility solutions in Europe. With hybrid, mild hybrid, plug-in hybrid, battery electric, and hydrogen fuel cell vehicles, Hyundai offers the most diverse lineup of alternative powertrains on the market. Under the vision of progress for humanity, the company aims to make high-quality, environmentally conscious mobility solutions available to all. Today, more than 75% of Hyundai's lineup in Europe is available as an electrified version. As a pioneer in zero-emission mobility, Hyundai offers a range of leading emission-free vehicles. It ranges from the full-electric subcompact SUV Kona Electric to the second-generation fuel cell electric vehicle Nexo. The company's progressive spirit is most strongly embodied in Ionic 5, its latest all-electric vehicle and the first model to be launched under the Ionic lineup brand. With outstanding range, ultra-fast charging technology, and unique interior, which functions as a smart living space, Ionic 5 is redefining electromobility lifestyles. With its fleet of fuel cell trucks, Hyundai is also ahead in zero-emission heavy-duty mobility solutions. By 2025, over 1,600 Exient fuel cell trucks will run on Swiss roads. To learn more about how Hyundai is shaping the future, tune into Are We There Yet?, an automotive podcast hosted by Susie Perry. Get a peek behind the curtain as Susie investigates the world-changing ideas coming out of the workshops, labs, and secret test tracks of Hyundai. Tune in on any podcast listening platform as well as Hyundai.news. One of the interesting points about design is that it is often a bit of a battle because you need to smooth over tension areas with manufacturing, with engineering, with marketing, with so many parts of the, of the overall machine. That can't have been easy because I would have to imagine there are a lot of hard discussions to get from point A to point Z. Yes, I've worked in... Um... Let's say I worked in the UK, I worked in Sweden, I worked in Holland, worked in the US and in China, and everywhere is different, but there is that similar theme where you've got to be convincing. And it's always a compromise somewhere. You know, somebody has to give this, or we give that. I don't think there's ever been a project where the engineers have walked off and said, it's nothing to do with us anymore. It has to be a complete team effort and the different skills are needed. So, um, yeah, sometimes I'm sure members of my team think I've given in too quickly. But I know that 
clock is ticking and we only have a few months left, for example, to get to the, the final stage, we cannot risk another round of experimentation. We have to get there. So it all comes together in a, in a team, which, um, yeah, everybody has to make some compromise somewhere. It's not easy. What battle have you chosen throughout your career and you've said, this one is worth fighting? I think, yeah, the C-70, Volvo C-70, the first model of C-70, we actually, we didn't do it in the Volvo studio. We did it in the UK, at TWR, with Ian Callum and uh, some of your great friends that worked with me on that. And um, we, we, we got what we call the package drawing, which is where the layout of the engineers had come up with, the engine, the people, where they were sitting, headrooms and all this sort of thing. And uh, to be honest, when we got the project away from Sweden, we said, look, let's draw a line. This is what we want. Now you go and fit the people in. <laughs> um, so it was a complete uh, change for that. And uh, Volvo heavily engineering led at the time but um, we managed to convince everybody because the car did look good to say and it was still a full four-seater um, but it had a very strong coupe roof and I think we, we managed just by being doggedly you know do it let's 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 try let's do it and we got it through in the end. Is there a car that you see driving around and you say oh boy I wish I would have done that one <laughs> there are plenty, I have to say. I mean, it changes every time. What is um, my favourite? But I think some design teams are working wonders these days, and uh, I'm I'm happy to say that some of them are led by proteges that have been through my um, departments in previous years. But uh, I find it difficult, to, just on the spur of the moment, to say I wish I designed that. And you can't go back to the point where you can say, I wish I'd designed the E-Type Jag. <laughs> it's tricky. I think there are, if I name one company, I'd have to name a dozen. But I, I, I do think that, I think that my, my thought on current design is I, I don't see anything wrong in doing beautiful. And I, I do get worried that the ugly stick is being waved about a bit vigorously in some parts of the world. I think uh, we risk heading towards this in some Japanese designs, there's almost a, a random line and shape pasted onto the car, which cuts up the car into pieces. Well, I think if you look at a beautiful design like the E-Type, there's a flow that goes all the way through from front to back, undisturbed. There may be details drawn into that shape, but they're not disturbing it. And I think, to me, what we're doing, what we will be doing at Lotus is maintaining that idea that a car can be a thing of beauty. Absolutely agree. And one of the things is that many Chinese automakers in their early years, in their infancy, they were prone to copying. And one of the things that we've seen you do with Geely and Lincoln Co. is really create a defining image. It does not look like somebody bolted on something from another brand. How did you go about achieving that and getting people to truly believe in the ability of a Chinese brand to have a defining design? There's a couple of reasons why it's like that. One of them is that actually copying, which we almost see as a crime in the West, uh, it's not the same in the East. I think this 
you know, the idea of copying was as much an honor uh, as anything else, where we would see it negatively. I think in the East, it was almost, a, if somebody copied my design, I should be honored. So there was a completely different perspective about copying. On the other hand, I think there was a lack of self-confidence um, where, you know, we need to be quick and catch up with um, with the West, let's say. Um, so that Mercedes looks good, let's do that. Um, I think what I found in Gini was a, this, this idea that, you know, if the boss showed me on his iPhone the latest BMW and said, that's what I want, uh, I would have to say, now look, that's, that's theirs. We can do it ourselves. So that there's a huge gain in confidence, I think, in the Chinese automotive business that wasn't there 10 years ago. And if I've helped to get that uh, gain, that gain of confidence and what we do is quite good, um, and when things started to go well in sales, once we have started designing from scratch, let's say, and not copying, um, they, they gain more and more confidence. And uh, I think Lincoln Car was a great project for me because we started with a clean sheet of paper. And, but uh, I think we came up with um, some very strong characteristics on the brand, and it's now known, and in a very short time, relatively, in a country which is huge, therefore a new brand is thinly spread across this vast nation. You've got to get people to recognize the brand. So we stuck with a front end for some time um, just to build up that brand. So yeah, I think there's been a huge change in, in, um, in the way that Chinese companies have gained more and more confidence in themselves and uh, ditched that idea that um, Copy because one of the things I had to explain to people in Geely was that if you copy something from today, you will end up with yesterday's car. When they move on to the next one, you'll still have their old one. So this is a big danger in copying. What's next for you? Do you want to continue to do this for a lot longer, or uh, do you, did, would you like to be I don't know designing a <laughs> desk somewhere? <laughs> take a more advisory role, although I must say the Lotus projects that we've started, I, I'm going to find it hard to let them go. They are so exciting, I and mean, this is the very fun part of all our brands. I'm not saying that the others are not uh, fun, but you can imagine giving them a chance to design a new Lotus, uh, and that's something I think um, I'll uh, stay with for a little while. Well, Peter, I wanted to thank you very much for taking the time to speak with us today, and I wish you continued success. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. We reached Peter Horbury at his office in Gothenburg, Sweden. If you have an idea for a future podcast or would like to be a guest on the show, please reach out to me at dbolduck at autonews.com. For breaking news, please visit europe.autonews.com. You can listen to this podcast and a range of others from the Automotive News Group on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play, or on our website at europe.autonews.com. That wraps up this episode of the Automotive News Europe podcast for March 25th, 2021. I'm Doug Bolduck, Managing Editor at A&E. Thanks so much for stopping by. We hope you'll tune in again soon.